Hello, this is Masa Jati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence, Money and Spirituality. This is a very interesting topic. It's a very hot topic. Uh, throughout the centuries, we're going to just jump right in. Throughout history, money has always been associated with ego, greed, power, control, and corruption. That money is regarded as the root of all evil across cultures and religion, societies. A lot of interesting questions. For example, how can money have anything to do with spirituality? Uh, when did money become spiritual? We're going to go through all the topics that have kept us poor okay? and understand it from an exponential intelligence point of view. To start off, uh, I did a newsletter promoting this podcast. Uh, I named it True Lies of Wealth. I'm going to go some of the topics just to help you understand uh, the concepts right? and disconnect you from the distortions of thousands of years. Money has been so powerful, it's created its own auric field. Uh, that auric field starts to consume us, and I'll explain in detail through the questions that you guys have asked. By the way, if you want to contact us on any podcast ideas, if you have any questions or comments, okay, give us some feedback. Love to hear from you. Uh, you, can, you can contact us by emailing us at moss, E-I, at mossajati.com. So that's moss, M-A-S, Exponential Intelligence, E-I, at mossajati.com. A lot of new people I'm sensing on a call, so welcome. If you're new, this is your fir first podcast, some of the concepts that I might be discussing. I'm not going to go through the details. Uh, there's podcasts before this that go through in detail especially the first few, just to give you an idea of um, concepts of EI, what it's about, what I'm about. Okay. Uh, again, welcome. As always, we'll do a 10-minute meta-healing. Okay. Meta-healing is where I guide you into a deep state, uh, and then I work on you at your source code to help you reprogram so you can have the best in life. As always, take a look at masajati.com for upcoming events. So let's just jump back in. True lies of wealth. There are so many lies of wealth that have existed for centuries that they are believed to be true. If you tell a lie long enough, individuals will believe it, and it becomes true. There's tons and tons of stories or lies that have become true in that sense. Some of them about money will go through. If money is the root of all evil, why do almost all religions and spiritual institutions use it to support their mission? Okay, that's my question to those who think money is the root of all evil. Money is that dark source. Money is, uh, is there for temptation. And yes, that's true. We'll get into that in the upcoming questions. But again, why do all religions, spiritual institutions use it to support their mission? If they are using tools of the devil, then one would assume they are supporting the dark side. Uh, if money is the dark side, or if money is the tool, tool of the devil, right? wouldn't or shouldn't religious organizations, spiritual movements, shouldn't they be using some other item other than money? Right? Shouldn't they have something more or grander to support their cause, other than money. If the dark side is using it, again, this is your, say, logic, 
I'm just asking so you guys understand the logic that you have or the logics a religion, uh, society, and so on, spirituality has. It doesn't make sense. It has a lot of holes in, say, the framework of the logic that these organizations use. This is not exponential intelligence logic, by the way, and I'll give you the difference. Uh, in this case, uh, spiritual institutions are using money to support their mission, support their cause. Did you guys know, by the way, uh, that the Catholic Church uh, is, the, is the most profitable organization in the world? Head of Walmart, head of Apple, uh, head of you know the oil companies, and surely a lot of the countries. Why are they that profitable? or have that much money when all they say, I covered this in Demystifying Religion, about the Mother Mary, uh, we talked a little bit about wealth. Uh, in there, they say that to stay, of the, uh, stay away from wealth, it is a tool of the devil. Uh, again, uh, the concepts or exactly what was said in that Bible verse is on Demystifying Religion. Uh, just a couple podcasts ago. This next uh, concept, why do mothers, especially religious ones, want their daughters married off to someone successful and wealthy? If success and wealth were so bad, why does everybody want somebody stable to connect with? Why do you want to have, say, wealthy friends? Why do you want to aspire uh, to the wealth, have nice luxury items? By the way, why are luxury items bad? Why do the masses spend most of their lives trying to have money? Right? Uh, look at the masses. Uh, what do they do most of their lives till they're 65 or older? That's all they think about. What do young people do? When I grow up, I want to be rich so I can do X. Uh, again, if it's so bad, why do we keep getting attracted to it? Or is it just part of, say, that dark enticement? Why do we prostitute so much of our time uh, to that job that's going to lead us down to hell? Egomania, arrogance, is a sign of wealth. Why are, are there so many egotistical jerks who don't have money? Again, this is another paradigm. When you become, say, rich, uh, you become egotistical, you become arrogant. There's a lot of people who don't have money uh, that are in the same boat. Uh, at least the wealthy individuals have an excuse. Why do so many struggling healers warn people that money leads you down to the path to hell and that's why they stay away from it? There's a lot of religious, spiritual individuals, right? They do healing work, they, they do prayer uh, and so on uh, and they don't have money and their excuse again is they become they want to become pure, right? The Buddhists, right? They stay away from money and so on. Uh, but on the same aspect, they're offering services and courses to help you become wealthy, to help you remove the money blocks that you have, so you can be, say, rich. If it's not good for them, why is it good for you? Why are they offering, say, tools of the devil to you? 
Why do politicians pit us against the rich when they are the ones who create the loopholes for the wealthy? Because they are the wealthy, they've created the loopholes uh, for their own benefit, for their friends' benefit, because they make a lot of money right, by kickbacks, uh, getting paid under the table to help their friends. Okay? And that's where money gets the bad name, by the way. Okay? Uh, I'm not for Trump. Uh, I'm not for Hillary. I, I, I don't like either one of them. Okay? Um, they're both, uh, say, the dent sign. Uh, aside from that, you know, there was a big scuffle about, say, Trump's taxes. Uh, he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, he used the loopholes that the government, Hillary's uh, administration, created for her wealthy friends. So uh, he used them not to pay the taxes. So those are some of the questions that uh, we really have to ask ourselves. Okay? Uh, if you've noticed, as I've read them to you, that they really, really don't make sense. And we'll get, into the we'll get to the bottom of why they don't make sense. Especially if you've been listening to these podcasts, uh, if you've been doing anything with me, you start to see clarity, you start to see the purity, you start to see, say, the truth in why we're here. Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll uncover more. So here we go. Why are there so many lies about money and wealth or fame? Uh, it's very simple. It's a very uh, lucrative control source. The reason why, say, churches, spiritual movements want you to stay away from money just like they want you to stay away from sex is because, because having, say, money or having really close connections, right, intimacy uh, is, say, one of the fastest ways or that door that opens abundance in the other realm. And I'll explain that more in detail later on. Uh, just like connecting intimate relationships, right? Uh, two people get together, they're both, say, enlightened, they have an intimate session, right? They connect really strongly. Uh, that strength leads them to more and more, say, opening to the higher levels. Right? That's why the church said it was a sin, because if they got connected that way, well, the church would be out of the power, or any other religion, by the way, or any other spiritual movement. So that's why, say, sex has been, say, banned. Okay? And something so beautiful, it does relate to, to money. Okay? Uh, something so beautiful, intimacy like that. Uh, that's how babies are created. If it's that bad or that impure, how can we be created from such a low level or a dark level source? Again, does that mean we're all sinners? We're all, say, babies from hell? So you can go ahead and think about that. Let's jump back into uh, the money system. Uh, just like all politicians, they pit, they pit the wealthy uh, against the poor, vice versa, is because there are so many say, poor people or medium class individuals, right? A lot less poor people. Right? So their voting base, well, is more. So if they can appeal to the masses, well, they get the votes. Right? It's really not about, say, the wealthy being uh, greedy, the wealthy need to pay more taxes. 
Statistically, if you look at, uh, if you just Google, you can Google this, so it's not my statistic, uh, over 50% of the taxes brought in by the U.S. government is given to the top 3% of money earners. So that means, again, that they pay over 50% of the money that the government takes in. Uh, that's a lot of money. So to answer this question briefly, why are there so many lies about money, wealth? Because it is a great opportunity for anybody that knows how to control individuals, knows how to control societies, to control you. We've put money on a pedestal, and once we've done that, and this is where it gets distorted with people. This is where money starts to get dark for individuals. Once we put it on a pedestal, it separates from it separates us. Uh, most most individuals view money higher than themselves. Again, that's where the distortion comes. But if you look at anything, if you view anybody else, say you love somebody so much, right? You view yourself less than them. Same situation happens. Say you view your career or the information that you know. Let's say you had a great scientific breakthrough, uh, and then you think that that breakthrough is grander. I think there might be a few people like that on this call. Uh, that breakthrough is grander, or it seems to be grander because it's a per it creates a personality of uh, of its own. It starts to become grander than you, and then what happens? You put it on a pedestal. Anytime you put, say, anything on a pedestal, it starts to turn dark. Right? If you put religion on a pedestal, if you put spirituality on a pedestal, uh, it'll turn dark. Look at all the individuals. Right? Look at all the, well, the priests, the ministers. They start to think that they're above uh, everybody else because they know God. What happens to them? They start to go dark. They start to abuse people. Uh, look at the Mormon religion, top level. Uh, and again, I'm not knocking any religion down down uh, I'm just I'm just um, well pushing against them so they can clarify themselves if they are of a say a pure religion right and again uh, in this case uh, the Mormons uh, by the way I'll, I'll I'll push any religion I'm not for or against any religion but those those types of religions or spiritual practices or polit political views really have to say cover the holes or fix the holes that they have to be pure. Just, uh, let's jump out over to the next question. How being poor broke affects our spiritual development? Uh, I guess you could ask the same question. How being uh, super rich uh, affect our spiritual development? Uh, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, the one common denominator is that how strong are you? If you get distorted... If you put money or whatever has created your fortune or fame or whatever has created, say, um, uh, your security, that's what it's really about. Uh, anything that you wrap around and you think you are secure, then that'll distort you. So you can put, uh, instead of being poor or broke, you can put anything in there. Okay? Uh, if you have a lover named Jim, 
uh, how does uh, connecting with Jim affect our spiritual development? It'll distort you. Again, the same thing with money. Money has that stronger auric field. Most people think that you have to pull away from money to understand, say, to have a spiritual development right? to, or to enhance. So how does being poor, broke affect our spiritual development? Uh, again, it doesn't. Being broke, if you look at the masses, right? there's, there's homeless individuals. I was in San Francisco, New York. Um, uh, I see them in Paris ton of homeless individuals, they're not any more spiritual than, say, the super wealthy. Uh, I, I hang out with a lot of wealthy individuals as clients, as friends, and so on. They're not any uh, more spiritual than the poor people on the streets. So it's not the money. So what is that common denominator? And that's EI's definition. Not, uh, and Jesus had the right path as well. Okay. And this is where, I think it's Jesus' fourth parable, by the way. He talks about money. You know, that thing about, um, you know, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle. And I think it was uh, like a doorway into the city, the eye of the needle, uh, than a, or a rich man going to heaven. Okay. So the real meaning of that. And this is where it gets, where the words or the stories have gotten distorted. The real meaning uh, of that, okay, or in his parable, was that wealth is not, uh, is not the sin. But the sin happens is when you have your security outside of pure source or in his time, God. If you've wrapped yourself uh, around the security of money, uh, then it's a sin because your money, you lose your money, there's no security. You lose your grains, right, or gold or anything. You lose it and there's no security. So that's what he was talking about. The only way you feel secure, again, whether you are dead poor or filthy rich, right, the only way you can stay secure is connecting to pure source, and relying on that for your security. You'll always be rich, whether you need money or not, not the point. Okay? By the way, all the great prophets, uh, Buddha, Muhammad, uh, Jesus, Abraham, very wealthy, very, very wealthy. Uh, however, they didn't need wealth. Wealth did not define them. That was the only difference. And that's EI definitions of wealth. And it's basic simplicity. Wealth or anything physical here does not define you. It's the flip of that. Because you are spiritually wealthy, like these great individuals that I talked about, Okay, the natural practice or the natural say frequencies that uh, again, according to EI, Exponential Intelligence, uh, you're at a certain level. Whatever you need, right? whether it's uh, a thousand a month, ten thousand a month, a million a month, right? A brand new uh, car, Porsche, Lamborghini, or um, Maserati, or whatever, will come naturally into you, right? not as a security for you, but as a blessing for you.
So that's EI's definition is in a nutshell. We'll continue on demystifying these myths. Is it possible to realize spirituality without ever experiencing financial abundance? Uh, of course, it always is. It's possible to realize uh, spirituality. Well, I'm not exactly sure uh, what they mean as spirituality because right? a lot of people think that, you know, uh, reading the Bible 10 times, going to church, uh, they're spiritual, they're religious, uh, and then they're dead broke inside and out. And by dead broke, I mean they're very sick, uh, they have pains, uh, their relationships aren't going good, their life is hell here. Okay? Uh, by the way, that's another misnomer, that you have to suffer in this realm to have a heavenly experience on the other side. I see the other side. It is not true. Uh, if you're in hell in this lifetime, you cross over, you're in hell forever and, uh, um, on the spirit side. Okay? Purgatory, they even have a name for it uh, in a certain religion. So, so again, is it possible to realize spirituality without ever experiencing financial abundance? Of course, you don't need anything here in the physical to experience spirituality. Uh, and by spirituality, let me define it, okay? is understanding yourself at such a high level that you are not oppressed and you do not oppress anybody else. Okay? And you see the grandness of who you are, no matter where you are, who you are, level of intelligence, level of money. That grandness, again, that security comes from pure source, nothing else. So that's my definition of spirituality. So in this case, yes. Uh, yes, you can. In Buddhist teachings, uh, money is one of the worldly temptations. Uh, we must uh, detach from it in order to reach enlightenment. So is money a hindrance to our spiritual growth? Uh, again, anything can become a hindrance in this case, in most cases, it's money because we can easily get seduced by money. It's like a gorgeous woman for guys or some some women as well, right? Uh, no matter how much abuse they go through, because uh, the woman is hot, so to speak, uh, they'll put up with it. Same thing with money. Right? No matter what abuse you go through, right? You need the money or you think you need the money and then you'll go through any abuse uh, to acquire it, right? You sell yourself, and that's why money becomes evil, because you've sold your spirit or soul to, say, the devil slash money. And again, that's where money has gotten a tainted, uh, tainted name. Uh, in Buddhist teachings, money is one of the world, worldly temptations. Uh, we must detach from it in order to reach enlightenment. Yes. So what they mean by that, uh, again, just to help Buddhists understand the definition of their definition, is that uh, any worldly item, physicalness, uh, if you attach for it, for your definition of who you are, right, that becomes oppressive to you. Right? And that's one of the definitions uh, I just mentioned about being spiritual. Uh, if, it's oppressive, so if it's oppressing you, then it's not good for you. Uh, I myself have gone through bankruptcy, uh, went through a tough time. After my second near-death experience, right, I pretty much lost everything, $2 million home, uh, all my life savings in that home, went through bankruptcy. Um, uh, again, 
went from six figure income to well a uh, thousand bucks uh, a month so uh, at that time it was the greatest learning experience because I thought my security because that's what I was planning like everybody else I thought my security especially with uh, the, the number of kids that I have I thought my security came from that wealth if I could say accumulate a nest egg then I'll be good to go well like a lot of people uh, you know just a few years ago uh, what happened the the four hundred one case, right? Uh, and again, a scandal. By the way, okay? a lot of baby boomers turning into their four hundred one ks. The the banks didn't have enough money, so they created a scandal. I believe. Again, I'm not a conspiracy theory. I, I just say it like it is, uh, and it wiped out half the four hundred one ks. Not so secure, was it? And, and again, many people lost their life savings because of that. Because uh, thinking that they were going to be secure in the future, that's what happens. That's what happens every time when you think that something physical is going to give you that security. I can give you example after example, but I'm sure uh, you can figure that out with this example. By the way, guys, uh, if you take a look at Zeitgeist, it's a documentary, Zeitgeist, the addendum, any of those series, Fantastic series, guys. It really helps you understand how money controls and helps you, well, become slaves to whoever runs the world, basically. Very good article. Uh, coming back to my story, uh, when I realized that I had to file bankruptcy, and after I did, uh, again, everything just came, came crumbling down because right? that was my definition of myself, uh, especially coming from the culture that I did. Right, Going bankrupt meant that you were a complete failure. You couldn't support your family. Uh, you weren't successful, obviously. Uh, and at that point, at my breaking point, right, this, th this thundering voice came into me and said, now that you've lost everything, again, everything, uh, you know, the toys, my yacht, I mean, everything, uh, except my family. <sighs> this voice came up, said, well, what have you lost? Uh, and then from that point on, it flipped around. That's when I started becoming abundant. That's where, where my abilities started to really ramp up because I started to realize who I was. And a lot of you will get pushed that way. Uh, some of you will go bankrupt. Some of you, you know, will lose that intimate partner that you think is so great for you, but in deep down in your heart, not so great for you. Okay. Uh, all those misunderstandings will have to be clarified for you to become, well, you to become yourself at a higher level. Again, looking at this life from your spiritual body, from your spiritual mind, not the other way around. Okay? So that's what the Buddhist teachings is about. If you come into money without getting distorted, it doesn't mean that you have to live your life meagerly throughout your whole life to understand it. In fact, the Buddhists that I've met, uh, they become burdened by, say, their own teachings because they start to suffer. Right? Uh, and not just suffer. Suffering, say, expands you as well. Uh, but there's a different kind of suffering. Uh, again, it starts to oppress you. 
uh, and there's no teaching involved. And then it distorts you. It distorts the journey that you're on. Okay, it distorts the purpose of the journey that you're on, by the way. Uh, I just want to cover up the poor people. Uh, I'll send the next question, so we'll, we'll, we'll cover it there. Financially abundance signifies spiritual achievement. Why is that throughout history, most wealthy people are far from being spiritually evolved? Is it possible to be filthy rich and spiritually pure? It seems that most of the filthy rich are spiritually poor. Uh, it seems that uh, most of the uh, poor people, medium class people, are spiritually poor as well. What's the difference? Uh, and let me ask you guys a, a couple questions and then, and then I'll answer that question. Okay. Um, how much did you donate last year? How many people did you help? If you did help, what did you use as a tool to help? Did you donate money? Uh, I myself, uh, as a company, uh, by the way, okay, and I'm normally, I never talk about this because, because again, it distorts you, but I'm using it to help you learn, okay? Uh, because when you donate or you help people, it should be, say, anonymously, uh, most people go, well, if I help X, right? If I tithe, right? that's the way in religion, right? Tithe 10%, you'll get 10 times back. What do people do? They tithe because they think that they're going to get 10 times back. It doesn't work that way, guys. Okay? You really have to tithe the 10% or whatever uh, through the goodness of your heart without seeing any benefit for you. Okay? just for them. That's true, unconditional love. That's why it's that way. It's exponential intelligence definition for that. Nothing should come back to you, okay? Or you should expect nothing. Again, unconditional, say, giving. Put it that way. And then it really works. All right? Uh, I, myself, donated hundreds of thousands, say, of products, services uh, in a year, uh, brought in the wells in the schools, my father and I, uh, I don't know how much, thirty, forty, fifty $50,000 worth of wells that we've donated to schools that have no water through the war, so on. Well, we uh, did a water project in Peru. A ton of money there, right? Uh, again, asking you guys, uh, how much did you donate? How much did you offer? Did you offer, if you didn't have money, did you offer your time? And then we look at, say, wealthy individuals as bad or greedy or filthy. I don't have the statistics, but I wonder how many philanthropists are there? Right? Look at Bill Gates, whether you think negative of him or not basically supports like a country. Do you guys do that? You know, we get this notion that, say, when you become wealthy, and that's another thing, too. Uh, I'll just talk about it since it's just coming into the flow. You know, you're very, very good individuals, say, poor, middle income, right? They work their ass off. Uh, they create something. They work long hours. 
they become wealthy. And then somewhere in between, they turn into a bad guy. Where does that come? Where does that play come in? I, I don't understand that concept. Uh, again, these are the people that have created America or any other great country or any other great product, service, concept uh, that runs modern society. Again, how much time are you willing to stake uh, before you call, say, somebody wealthy? Right? Uh, would you put in that many hours? Would you put that much time, diligence? Would you sacrifice? Or how much would you sacrifice? To not only, say, create wealth for yourself, uh, but then, say, transform the world. Uh, I don't see poor people doing it. So why are they poor people or medium-class people uh, more spiritually enhanced than wealthy individuals? Right? There's a lot of, uh, by the way, there's a lot of greedy people who are wealthy. There's a hell of a lot more greedy individuals who are not. Just look at the numbers. Coming back to this question, in fact, what we'll do, since there's a lot more questions here, what we're going to do is do a meta-healing to help you understand, and then we'll do part two, and then we'll come back, all right? What is meta-healing? Meta-healing is a meditation on steroids that transforms thousands of lives. Whether you're a meditation junkie or failure, this works. I guide you into a very, very deep meditative state, and I reprogram you through abilities I was gifted with after my near deaths. I access your admin level and reprogram your spiritual blueprint while you're in meditation. Through exponential intelligence, we combine forces to help achieve your desires. Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in, whether you're sitting, standing, lying down. Standing up. If possible, if you can physically stand up. And then noticing the position of your body. Noticing your surroundings. Noticing yourself in the surroundings. Another breath in as we uh, connect to the group. Just wondering how many people are listening to this podcast at the same time or will listen. I think we're over half a million now. So a lot of people, which creates a lot of strength, a lot of momentum to break through the blocks that we have, break free from those disruptive repeating patterns that we seem to not be able to walk away from. Or run away. Breath in again, nice and deep. <clears throat> this time, asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Uh, again, that question, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? If you're new, it's nothing religious, nothing spiritual. I'm not trying to dissuade you from your religion or spiritual practice. but help you understand it at a pure level to help you. 
and then coming into your heart space. Just noticing your heart space as I continue to work on you. And all you have to do is pay attention to your body. As you pay attention to your body, I work at your admin level or your source code to help you reprogram. So you can live an abundant life. Just noticing your chest. Just the front half and then just melting right through into your body. So noticing your lungs, your heart. And really noticing it, really feeling it. Perhaps for many of you the first time. And then going even deeper, the back of your lungs, right through into the ribs, coming into your spine. As we go deeper yet, as I will continue to work on you, taking that breath in, that abundant breath in, Exhaling, coming in through the neck, the throat, the head, back of the head, top of the head, facial features, again the eyes, the nose, the lips, again the details, the teeth, the gums, the jawline as it relaxes. Confirmation that you're supposed to be here, you're supposed to be at your best as your jaw relaxes. as we go deeper. As we go deep into the left side of your brain. The right side of your brain. That central space. pineal gland, hypothalamus, I call it the communication hub. Connecting two hemispheres together, connecting body and mind together, connecting you, pure source together, ultimate wealth, through a more awakened, more abundant spirit. from your torso on up. Again, just noticing you. And then noticing all the concepts of money. Perhaps where did you get them from? Society, your upbringing, previous lifetimes. And just being aware. Let's go ahead and count to ten. 
I'll ask you a question. Deep breath in. Holding it. On exhale, zero. One, two, three, four. As we relax even more, five. Time seems to slow down. Six. Going deeper yet, sending higher to our true self. Seven. I'll help you open up your real self. <clears throat> Eight. Nine and ten. Deep, relaxed, perhaps feeling expansive for most of you. Again, congratulations, you're seeing yourself from your spiritual eyes. Again, you might feel taller, grander. It's the trueness of who you are. For those who don't feel it, it's all right. It just takes a little time. While we're here, a couple questions. All the concepts that you have about money, do they serve you? Tapping into the group. Big no. A few said yes. Generating good income, being happy. Again, understanding EI's definition. That's where that yes comes in. But again, small percentage. Even those wealthy and being oppressed, said no. Breath in again, nice and deep. Does the money paradigm or the wealth paradigm that you run, does it enhance you spiritually? Does a wealth paradigm serve or help you become a better individual when you die? So don't take my word for it. Take your higher self's word. Doesn't do you any good here. Doesn't do you any good on the other side. Let's go ahead, take a deep breath in. Got understanding where we are, 
or paradigm on, well, is it a tool that's beneficial for you? And what we've done here for you is separate the identity of who you are so the, that paradigm isn't integrated in you anymore. You can kind of sense that, I think. Right? Again, most people see that paradigm as them now. It's a little further away. Just enough space where you can separate that identity. Again, that paradigm is not you. The distortions in your life is not you. Because you are of pure wealth. Wonderful breath in, nice and deep. On the exhale, just noticing your body complete from head to foot. I'm just going to go, go ahead and leave you in this space. You can stay in this space for as long as you'd like. Still feel like you're connected to the mastermind group. In that purity that creates momentum, gets you out of those ruts. It'll still feel like I'm working on you, as long as you stay quietly in this space. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Again, part two coming up.